Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host, Jed Zetzer, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome. Great to be back on the winner's list. Yes, it is good to be back on the winner's list. Just got to keep the wins rolling, as we are all aware of. We're up to 12. It's... Oh, the Bulldogs won on Saturday night. So I'm going to say it's one foot in the door, but we're not there yet, but we just got to keep rolling. We do. We do. Now, Bolt, Ladder FC absolutely peaked this weekend. And our MVPs, Essendon, they couldn't quite get the job done. But we'll get to all that later in the show. A comprehensive Ladder FC update coming later in the show with exactly what we need to unfold in round 20. But before we get there... Individual player analysis for our win over the Giants, 13-12-90, defeating GWS, 8-6-54. Bolt, uh, straight off the bat, let's start with the back line because I think we need to give some credit where credit's due. I thought Lockie Plowman was outstanding today and I think it's a fair shout to say that that may have been his best game for the club almost. One of. yeah. No, yeah, well, he's had some good games previously. Like he got the better of Toby Green. No, he had a very good game. He had a good game going the other way too. And look, you've probably got to give it to the coaching staff. They viewed him as a better option to play as the number one small defender than what Stocker was, which I think we all found a little bit surprising because I thought, you know, Plowman was really competing as that third tall with McGovern. But Voss knows best, and he did on this case. He didn't, you know, in this instance because Plowman played really well. And I think, look, it leads Lee and Stocker in a very precarious position for the rest of the year. But... You'd say from here, you know, maybe you'll have to be reassessed some... Even when Williams is back, I think Plowman, you know, I think the fact... I think the the flexibility of being able to go tall and small probably helps his cause. I think, look, Plowman's played himself into this team, really. He has. Um, according to champion data ratings, which we've obviously, you know, you take with a grain of salt, but according to those ratings, he was rated the best player on the ground today. Well, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, look, he, he played well. As in, he, had he, had, 18, he had a game. 18 disposals at 100% efficiency. He had 10 intercept possessions, which was number one on the ground. Seven ground ball gets, four marks, four score involvements. Um, you know, eight contested disposals. Just... Had a really it's, good game. It's weird because I thought for most of the game he was actually on Sproul, still playing as that third tall defender. So we weren't really allowing McGovern to defend. And I thought Newman was a great Well, Newman for a lot started of the game. on Green. Yeah. But I think that Plowman was definitely on him in patches. Yeah, I, I, don't know, I, I thought he was on Sproul because I actually didn't even know Sproul was playing until after the game. But um, look, I think they were just trying to free up McGovern. So that's why. Yeah. You know, McGovern's always playing in his own position, really. It's not really affecting Plowman's role. But Plowman was really good, so he can hold his head up high. And as I say, he'll see next week. Speaking of McGovern, back in the side, great to see him back out there. I think we'll start off by saying he didn't have the impact that he had in the first two rounds of the year, but it was expected. I mean, first game back from injury, 
he'll build on that. But overall, I mean, he didn't do anything bad. He just probably didn't have a major impact no, on the game. Yeah, he didn't do much. And look, he's got Marchbank who returns in the twos this week. So there, there is competition from beneath. There is. Which is very healthy for the side. And yeah, look, once again, he'll go over to Adelaide next week. And once again, they've got, you know, somewhat of a dangerous forward line, actually. They've actually got some good players down well, there. Well, Tex is obviously a gun, a yeah. straight-up gun. Yeah. Um, Darcy Fogarty's been good in the last yeah. couple months. And Phil Thorpe's a big fella. And, you know, and McAdam's I, not bad. I think McAdam got injured, didn't he? <laughs> Uh-oh. True, he did. He definitely did. So that's a really handy out just for the way that, you know, the back, the back line goes at it next week. But we'll get to that. But yeah, it's good to ease McGovern into it. You know, we we know how when Wiedering came back against West Coast, it was probably an easy game for him to find himself t- to return in. It was probably the same for McGovern. Yep, I think that's fair. Um, speaking of Wheaters, another game, I think, which we can just say, job well done. Didn't really do a whole heap. It wasn't the weedering that we're sort of used to seeing, but, you know, job well done. No, I thought he was a bit better today. You know, he got a bit more of the footies. Kicking was much better today. Um, yep. No, I thought he was good. He had, obviously, the injury concern in the third quarter. It looked like a bit of a cork, but he came back Bad on. Corky. He'll be right. Um, he ran out the game as if nothing had happened. So, no, weedering was good. Newman? He was okay. Didn't think much of him? Yeah, I... Uh, I'm I'm always a bit on the fence of Newman. It's just Newman. I thought he had a really really slow first half, but I thought he was outstanding to be yeah, honest no, in the second did, half. He, he did, yeah, he did lift after half time. Like I think he got a lot more of the ball. He's a good ball user. I, I mean, obviously last week he wasn't great with the ball, but I thought today he was really good. Um, so well done to Nick Newman. Um, let's go through Doc. Look, Dockety. Oh, I'm happy to say it. Had an absolutely pathetic first half. Just really negligent with the ball. Just really... There was just no... It, it was it was kind of a theme for the team. There wasn't a lot of care with possession. Um, and, and Doherty was almost the poster boy for that in the first half. He definitely grew into the game after half time, no doubt. And, you know, he probably ended up... Still wasn't a great game, I didn't think. As in the stats... The stats sheet might say otherwise. He got a bit of junk time. But... He definitely came into the game after halftime in a better sense, but he started really slowly. Look, Doherty's not having a great month. He was really good against West Coast, but besides that game, you know, the St. Kilda and Geelong games are a bit under par, and I don't like subpar. Yeah. We've got to be birding. Now, you weren't particularly impressed with Lewis Young's no, performance today. No, couldn't catch a cold. See, uh, I look at it and I go, well, he didn't concede a goal. I think it's I know, job done. But it's more, you know... <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade. The GWS forward line today was absolutely pathetic. Like, absolute crap. Like the Garbage. Garbage. And I just think Lewis Young, I just actually didn't... I don't think he controlled his aerial positioning too well. Like he, he did it again, the two-fisted spoil. He ended up marking it, though. I know, and they didn't pay nah, it. Nah, because it was touched off the boot. Okay. It was touched okay, off the well, that I was sense. going nuts, okay. and the guy in front of me had the radio, and he said, no, 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 commentators okay. are saying, well, touched fair off play, the boot. Fair play, but don't do that spoiled thing again. Um, but he just, I don't know, he just bugged me a little bit. Yep. He bugged me, I don't know. He I mean, really, that's fair. I personally didn't really He just, I don't know, he bugged, he bugged me. Now, we have to save the best till last. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if he's landed yet. <laughs> like I, I, I personally, I, you know, legend has it he's still 
up in the clouds. But Adam Saad, what a performance. Yeah. Oh. Like, he is just... He's got to be in the All-Australian team. Yeah. He's got to be. He's got to, yeah. And he won't be, but he's got to be. Yeah, he's got. He's going to be really close. It's going to be close. Um, he was incredible today, wasn't he? Got back, you know, because because we they didn't really have that dangerous small like we've had to cop the last two weeks. He was allowed to oh, play allowed with to some freedom, do his own thing. Yeah, he's my favourite Essendon player. He really <laughs> is. He he is incre- He is incredible. He yeah, he was brilliant. His kicking was great. His drive, you know, just in a really bland game, he was trying to create, which yeah. is so important because it was a really dry game. It was really like, it was actually hideous. <laughs> like, burn the tape. But Saad was great. Saad was exceptional. He was like, I thought he was our best player. Yeah, and the wolf was ringing around Marvel yeah, oh, today. Well, the more he gets it, the louder it gets. <laughs> Twenty-five wolves today uh, for Saadi. He was absolutely fantastic, and I do agree. I think he was our best on ground. Um, Bolt, let's move into the midfield. I think that is all of our defenders are uh, assessed. Going into the midfield, let's start with the best because uh, our skipper was back in form. Unbelievable performance from Cripper. And in saying that, he was very, very costly in front of goal. Hmm. But it I'm didn't sure. really matter. He was so good. Yeah, snapping from, fo- <laughs> snapping from 47 metres out isn't part of the script. That should never be a thought. <laughs> But no, Cripps. Once again, I thought he was a little bit unders at halftime. Cripps, he, 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 it gets a bit under my nerves when he tries to overdo it with the handball, and it's almost like we're overusing the game plan a bit, and mm. we're going too quick when we don't need to. But he was brilliant after half. He really was brilliant. Um, yeah, he got us back on track. He really did. He was, yeah, it, it was a great game. It, yeah, just that he's a marvel. He's, he's so hard to defend against around stoppages. Um, and yeah, he made he made himself very useful forward of the ball. He did. He was very good today. Um, yeah, I think that was one of his best performances since the first two months of the year where he was obviously in Brownlow medal winning form. Uh, Bolt, our other midfielders, thank God this man came back on the ground, Sam Walsh. I think oh, everyone God. had their hearts in their throat for a little bit. It's pretty crazy how like someone's welfare can affect 30,000 people directly. <laughs> Like, we need him more than he needs us. Yes. And it was, oh, his GI. As soon as he went down, as you could see him clutching at his ankle, and I just thought, oh, no. Like, we'd been here in the preseason with it. I thought, oh, God. Just as we start getting a bit of a clean run. 31. Walsh, but yeah, he was terrific, wasn't he? He had 31. Walshy, four marks, five tackles. He was just brilliant. And again, for the second week in a row, he's kind of he led the team for clearances, which is an area which he hadn't really been dominating in the first half of the season either. So, yeah, Walsh is getting to work. He is. He is. He's so good. He was brilliant today. He actually set the tone early. He was really, really good in the first quarter too. Yeah, he was. Um, I thought Chera had a really average first half. Yeah, yeah. Like- we discussed it at halftime. Like, I thought he was quite good in the first half. And I said to you at halftime, I wasn't very impressed. But I will admit, I think he got more involved in the second half. So, I noticed him more. So at halftime, he had one kick, 14 handballs. Which is maybe why he wasn't as noticeable. But, okay, that makes maybe a bit of sense. Yeah, I thought... It, but it's almost like I always say with that, like someone's got to do it. And we didn't have George playing in we the middle. We had nine kicks and three handballs in the second yeah, half. I guess we, that is why. But we why. didn't have George extracting the ball. I thought Chero was really, really good. Um, he was clean. You know, he had five clearances as well. It was a really good game. 
from yeah. G- I think he's had a pretty good fortnight, pretty good three weeks to be honest, since that hideous Friday night at Marvel. <clears throat> but no, Chera's Chera's move making moves. He is. He, he was good. He was is. actually really good. Um, let's speak about setters. Yeah, interesting game. Intr- like I, I'll I'll say it. He was he was pretty close to our best on in the first quarter. And he sort of just went about his business after that. I don't think it was an incredible game, but I think he can hold his head up and walk away from that saying he played quite well. You know, he was good. You know, he, he did play well. It was his best game for the year by an absolute mile. Well, and he actually played the wing quite well because it's very... The wing can sometimes be a very selfless role where you've almost got to run into space to create space for someone else. Was he playing on the wing all day? Yeah, he was. I think that first quarter he was more inside, no? Bang on the wing. Okay. Bang on the wing. And he actually played it well because you've got to sacrifice your game a little bit in terms of running pad. There's a lot of unrewarded running. That's why Cottrell's the wingmaster. But um, no, Setterfield was good. It's going it'll, to... It'll be interesting because the officials... It was almost like Fisher got more CBAs with Hewitt out. Yeah. But um, you know, it'll be interesting with selection if Hewitt's available with Setterfield because yeah, we'll speak about it. But no, Setterfield can hold his head up. I, I, I'll put it to you this way. Setterfield, I think, did put his best foot forward in, you know, earning a sp- earning a flight to Adelaide, really. 24 disposals, 8 marks, 2 tackles. He had 2 clearances. He can definitely hold his head up high and he kicked and a goal. He kicked a goal out of his bum hole. Yes. Um, he never kicked that again. Um, but um, defied physics. <clears throat> so, Setters, so we sort of speak about the selection squeeze with Hewitt coming back in. Yeah. I think if Hewitt's ready next week... And we'll speak about him now, but I think it possibly means O'Brien gets squeezed back yeah, out. I, I agree. I actually agree with you. I didn't think O'Brien was great again. Uh, he just... He wasn't bad. I like O'Brien. He wasn't great. I don't know. I, I think Setterfield had a better day. And you've got to pick the he team did. on current form. Well, O'Brien had a couple grass cutters. He did. Yeah. There was one. one there was one where he just... He tried to hack it as hard as he could and it hit Harry. Or was it Charlie? Was it, was it on the far side of the ground? It was... To where we sit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, yes. I, know, I, know, I know. He just smacked it onto no, his I know, boot. I know the kick. And, and it was it was a low helicopter. A really yeah, low no, helicopter. I, I, yeah, yeah. I know the kick. Um, um, but yeah. He, he was a bit... De- he's just... Oh, he wasn't bad. He wasn't. He just he wasn't, wasn't bad. great. He wasn't no. great. He, and, I'll put it to you. He wasn't as good as Setterfield. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and he wasn't as good as Cottrell. No. Yeah, well, thought... Cottrell, I'll put it to the, he, he just, you know, in a really, in a game where Carlton looked, Carlton paid very little respect to the opposition in the first half. But, you know, Cottrell's work rate went completely against that statement I just made because he just works his ass off. He, he kicked you know, two goals. As in the second goal was pure work rate. Oh, pure work him, rate. Gut running. To get him behind. Um, no, he, he was good again. And Cottrell, yeah, well... We've touched on it a lot. It's crazy stuff. It is a bit mental how well he's playing. Um, the Ruckman, I thought the Ruckman was okay today. The first half, he was definitely better than he was in the second half. But, you know, he obviously didn't win the hitouts to advantage stat, which kept coming up on the scoreboard. Yeah. But I think he played okay to Conning. He well, definitely beat Pruce around the ground. Yeah. Well, I said he was never going to win... The, the, the hit out the ruck battle the the actual getting your hand on the ball for he was never going to win it it's very hard to do against that brute but no I, I actually did think he was pretty good in the first half 
He actually used the ball quite well today. He did, bar one little hiccup. Yeah, there was one hiccup. You can imagine how I reacted to that. Yes. <laughs> but um, no, no, he, you know what? It's a, it's a really tough matchup. Um, it is. It was a pass. Okay. It was a pass. Because <laughs> it is tough. I, I, I can sympathize. Playing against someone like Braden Proust is not easy to do. No, it's not. Um, have we gone through all the mids? Well, Fisher? We can, Fisher? I actually thought Fisher was good. Oh, mate. He was elite. I actually, I thought Fisher was good. Just run and carry. 22 disposals know, today. In a dire f- game. He also tried to make things happen too. Um, lots of, you know... He would have had quite a few handball receives. I'm not sure what the number would have been. But no, I actually thought Fisher was good. He kept going the whole game. Yeah, he didn't stop working today, Fisher. I was very, very impressed, I must admit. Really, really pleased with his performance. Boy, he's having a good year. Uh, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy was very good. Kennedy, Kennedy my boy. He's just... He was very, very good. He's just brilliant. You know why? Because Kennedy... Is good siren to siren. He's a real constant on match day. Yeah. There's not a lot of deviation of Kennedy. And you know, and we spoke about it at length earlier in the year about how his time was being managed a lot. He'd only really get up to about 65%. The last few weeks, he's been hitting the 80s. So they've worked him right in. So it's and he's almost, been starting on the ground. Yeah, so they've primed his body a bit, which is it's noticeable. Cause Incredible he's, management. Yeah, his last three weeks have been great. Um, he's had, actually having a great season, but he is a constant. He, he's very, very... Yeah, he played very well. Question. Yeah. Where would he be in our best and fairest rankings? Because I've done mine updated. Yeah, I think I've got him seventh. I've got him sixth. and I'm Yeah, it's bit, either sixth or seventh. I'm a bit biased towards him because I love him, but... Well, I think there's a clear five this year. Yes. Yes, there's a clear five. And then, yeah, and if you're the best of the rest... It's pretty good. Pretty good. And he missed pretty a couple games good. as well. Yeah, he did. Um, no, he's having a phenomenal season. I thought you were going to ask me what I think he's worth again in the trade <laughs> oh, table. Mate, we touched on that last No, week. I know. That's where I thought the quest I thought you had. No. Um, forward line time. The forward line's really interesting well, at the we'll, moment. Well, we'll do an intro. <clears throat> if the towers are going to take 20 marks for the game between them, you're rarely going to lose a game if they're going to take 20 and if they're taking 20 marks between them, your smalls aren't really getting much opportunity. Well, no. I guess not. They, well, look, it is a no. No. They were great. Um, I actually thought Herschel was better than Charlie. 100% agree. I, Harry was marking everything is in his vicinity. I thought Mackay was very, very good <clears throat> from the get-go. I, you know, and this is why Charlie Kerno is such an amazing player. Because he's done this a couple of times. Average day, four goals. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. done it a couple of times. And yeah. it's a bit like... Uh, that's a, it, like, you know, like... <laughs> it's a bit taking the piss a little bit. It like, is. Like, <laughs> I like, agree. Had a bit was, of an average day. Yeah, it's it, four. Was, it was a bit of like a... Oh, Charlie's popped up again. And, you know... Pops we, up once a quarter. I, exactly. And uh, he's extended his lead again in the JC, the, the John Coleman medal. We're five ahead of Jezza. Um, and boy, with four to go, it's looking good. I think Charlie is one... F- I think he's one more, like, six-goal-plus game off winning the Coleman. Oh, he'll win it. If he stays on the park, he'll win it. Um, okay, he's one... Because I think Cameron's going to have a one more big game. Yeah. Where he kicks, like, six or seven. If Charlie can as well, he should be right. Today is the perfect example of Kerno kicks goals in his sleep. Yeah. 
He does. No, I agree. But no, the, the, the two of them were great. And look, you know, bit, bit do- you know, Mikhail was a bit dodgy in front of goal because you know what, his first few shots in the first quarter were coming from really hard spots anyway. Um, hit the post a couple times as well, but no, the two of them were very good. They, they were. were very good. Now let's speak about this. I will speak about Sauce first. I want to just say there was that one moment, and if you remember what moment of the game it was, I'll envy your brain. But okay. there was a moment where we were just out. It was coming from our defensive 50 on the opposite side of the ground to where I sit. You know where I sit. Yeah. And we were running down the wing and Mackay had the ball, I think. And he's, and and we were just out, but it was reliant on a Jack Silvani mark and then kick inside 50. And he was on the wrong side of the ground and he just ran gut running. Mackay kicked it. He ran, got the mark, kicked it forward. We ended up kicking, I think maybe behind, but still... That moment, I was just like, this guy is just gut-running, effort after effort, just repeated efforts. He is just absolutely incredible, Silvani. And I think he had a down few weeks, the last couple weeks, we sort of said. But, wow, I thought he was brilliant today. I thought he was very good. I thought he was very good. Um, Yeah, just... And, like, it wasn't one of his best performances of the year. No, but he was good. He was good. But he was just... He asserted himself around the ground and he, he like Cottrell, just put in so much effort. Just you could see. And you're, even his ruck matchup, you know, that second ruck, that Briggs guy, he's like a, he's like an, he's like a washing machine. What's that meant to me? He's just a bit wide and useless. He's a big fella. They, they've got big boys there. 32? Yeah. Yeah, he looked like Mumford a bit. It's a bit unmovable. Did you think that? Oh, no, I don't even know. I just thought... I just thought... Well, what happened to Flynn? Yeah, I don't know. They don't want to play Flynn and Purse? No, obviously not. But it was a bit tough for Silvani in the ruck. But Silvani was good. No, I was happy with Silvani. I was very happy. Honey? Look, I was absolutely staggered he got a game. But he was probably seed one of the three smalls today. Um... Got his hands on the ball. Muzzled off Jed. <laughs> you saw him have a kick. He was good. He kicked a goal. I'm sure that got you out of your seat. Probably over the fence. Um, no, he was good. I, 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 you know what? He was half decent. He, he played... I'll he, put it to you this way. I'll be... I'll, I'll just... You know, you, you like to say it. We call a spade a spade. I don't think he was great. But I think he made the most of his opportunities. And as I said... When your two big men are marking 20 times inside 50, like, there's not much opportunity for the smalls. There really isn't. I thought he was the best of the three smalls. And I think he sort of made the most of his opportunities. And something which he did today, which he hadn't done in the last month, was he led a little bit more. And he did take a couple marks. I I thought there was a bit of a presence from Honey today. Yeah. And we'll see. He'll see Adelaide, surely. He'll see Adelaide. He'll see the churches. Very good. Um, Dirds? Yeah, it was, it was a very quiet day from Durden again. It was, but how good? Just just the goal in isolation. The goal was great. How good was the goal? The goal was great. Um, yeah, beautiful goal. Can't take that away from him. I think we also sort of forget, this is a guy who's really in his first year of footy. Oh, yeah, like, no, I'm pretty open a bit. No, I'm pretty transparent with that. Like, I'm, like I think... I, I, I know. Like, yeah. 
Like, very rare for a youngster to be consistent. No, I know. I don't, ha- I don't have an issue with Corey Durden. No, no, no. He I know a, you don't. I know you don't. He had and we down, rate him very highly here. He had a down day again. But, yeah, once again, got to just take your moments. And, look, if you're good for a goal a game and a few tackles, you're probably doing... Enough. Enough. But, yeah, we, like, it's because, like, I know mm. how good he is on the ball. You want him getting more of it? Yeah. I, I, I do want more from Durden. Motlop? Yeah, like... Played the, day for him. Well, he played the same game as what Honey did against West Coast. Which was? Nothing. <laughs> oh, it's true. I, I, and like... Mate, I like Motlop. I, I, sorry, go on. I like Motlop's flair around a contest, but... <sighs> and we'll just say as well, just before you go on, because there'll probably be people thinking, you know, because oh, we're having a go, we don't rate him. I'm we, not having a go at we him. We both rate him very highly. Oh, I'm not having a go at him. I'm just stating facts here. He didn't kick the ball. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I loved his intent. I did. I yeah, thought there were a lot of tackles which don't go down as tackles yeah, on the stat pl- sheet. We're playing in the AFL. It's not about intent. I know. It's I about know. execution. No, I just think, and, yeah. and there was one tackle. There was one tackle where it was just very clever, I thought. He actually ran into the into Sam Taylor's path rather than running at him, if that makes sense. Yeah. So he knew Taylor was going to pick up the ball and turn, and he ran in that path and I'm he nailed fan. him. I'm a fan. I don't need convincing about Jesse Motlop at the moment, but... Oh, it's it's tough to front up to match committee and say he should be there next week. I get what you mean. As in, <laughs> Owies is probably going to be fit, and that's is the straight he? swap. Oh, this is the other, the six-week oh, we calf. Don't know. Oh. It's an absolute joke. Like, let's be honest. We need Owies back. We do need Owies. Like, we are, wait- we are waiting and patiently, but sort of a bit anxiously now. Like, we need him back. Uh, yeah, I'm not anxious about Owies. I- I'd like him back. So who, who do we play after Adelaide again? We've got Brisbane at the Gabba. Like, I'd like Owies to be at the Gabba. Oh, same. I think Owies needs to be at the I'd Gabba. I'd like him to see Fortitude Valley. Yeah, I can't say I know what that is. Oh, we'll find out. What is it? It's like the Party Central in Brisbane. It's elite. Oh, and, oh I thought you were talking about Adelaide. No, no, that's churches. Yeah, no, we, we, we're church hopping next week. We need Owies. There's actually a Penfolds Winery, seven-minute Uber from the hotel. Next week. Okay, we'll speak about that after the show. It's a great wine, though. Okay. In that seven minutes to get to a winery. Lovely. You've got to travel like an hour and seven minutes from here to get to one. Okay. Um, oh, I'm just talking about plans. That's, yeah. what, that's what I think we'll do. Okay. Well, if there are blue baggers in Adelaide, DM us and maybe we'll maybe Bolt will take us to the winery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive the minibus. Um, but yeah, so Motlop... Um, I think, to be honest, I think we've sort of gotten to a point with these smalls that there's a clear seeding. Durden and Owies are the number two, are the number yeah, one well, and two they, seeds. They, they, they were the whole year. And if one of them are unavailable, then Motlop comes in. And I think, regardless of how he plays, if Owies like Motlop wasn't good today, but if Owies isn't fit, Motlop's going to play next week. I agree with because you. that's the structure that, and that's I the agree. way no, we no, play. No, no. I, I'm in, I'm in complete unison. Carlton would admit it. I always and Motlop, always and Jordan played every single game before always did his calf and Thingo had H and S. Yeah. Otherwise, they haven't. Yeah. Been out of the team. Going to be a bit of a selection squeeze over the next decade with always and and uh, sorry with Motlop and Durden and someone else pops up always and Honey. Yeah. Because when Motlop and Durden get going, in like two years, when they are going, they're not leaving the team. No. No. I agree. Um, 
All right. Who have we not spoken about? That could be everyone. Yeah, we've covered them. Is that everyone, Brett? Yep. It is. Um, okay. Best and fairest votes. Yes. Three, two, one. Um, oh, tough one today. <laughs> I've got to say on record, I didn't enjoy today at the football. Yeah, well, hang on. Let's speak about it a little bit outside of the players. Um, no, no, I just didn't enjoy the day. It was really hard to watch. Well, so we've, we've analysed the players. Talk to us a little bit about the game itself oh, and I, your day. I actually didn't think we paid enough respect to the opposition. And I thought, once again, I actually liked the way the opposition set up because they moved Haynes behind the ball and they moved Callum Brown behind the ball. And Callum we, Brown was very he, good. He was good. He's going to be a good player. He was good. And Himmelberg was already behind it because they know that if you're blocking the... And not that it... You know, Mackay and Kerno got a lot of the footy up the ground. But they knew if they were going to, you know, roadblock our channels, it was going to make us a little bit, you know, it was because we play, we need to play at a frenetic pace. And if we looked up and saw Haynes and Brown, it was going to really put us off a bit. So they were pretty good in that regard. They almost made it a bit of a stalemate. Because like, I wasn't, I was never really worried about them because I think they're rubbish. And I thought they were rubbish. But I think we kind of stooped down a little bit. I just thought we got a... I just don't think we gave them enough respect into mm. on the defense side, around the ground. Just like, you know, just manning up and covering space. Because they were able to, you know, march up the field. Or, you know, they were able to get a free 100 meters a lot of the time. They were. And it definitely showed. And something else, like, you know me, I'm very big on, like, body language of players. I'm always looking... I'm a bit of a weird football watcher. Like, I'm obviously watching the game, but I sort of have these moments after maybe a goal or after an error where I, I just sort of stare at certain players. And I noticed today, I reckon I reckon Doc and Weedering were getting a bit annoyed with how the how we were setting up when we were coming out of the defensive 50. I'm, I'm sure they were, because it wasn't great. Like, it, was, it, was, it was a very... Like, I want to hear, hear what Nick Wishart, the great man from the cheer squad... Yeah has to say because he also watches every week and he's obviously sitting right behind the goals and if you're a member of the cheer squad or you're listening to the show let us know what you saw but I was sort of sitting there watching Weedering and Doherty's body language and there were a lot of moments and they're obviously the two leaders of the back line and there were a lot of moments where they were looking at each other and sort of going gee like they're not making it easy for us there was actually a moment where Weedering was kicking it out of the D50 looking around, didn't have many options, ended up bombing it. And then he looked behind him to dock and he put his hands up. He waved his hands in the air. Like, what, like, what is this? Like, what's the setup? Um, and doc sort of, you know, he obviously would have agreed with him and it's, it, they didn't make it easy for our defenders exiting, exiting D 50. They really didn't. The setup was really awful in at yeah, times. It was a bit bland. You know what? We, we should, we probably should have, <laughs> got separation on the scoreboard just earlier than we did. It, we yeah. sh- it shouldn't have been an arm wrestle for as long as it was. That's what annoyed me a little bit. I'm going to be honest. There wasn't a moment in that game where I was even remotely no, nervous. No, I-, I was never worried. But you know me. I like... You said at halftime you thought we were going to lose. Oh, yeah, cause they, well, because they weren't. They just weren't on. Because I know when Carlton get a bit complacent, it, you know, they sometimes... It can happen really quickly when they lose concentration. They have to be on, this team, because they're not quite there yet. They, they just... I must admit, I sort of turned over to my brother-in-law at the beginning of the fourth quarter and I said, this could have, like... It could have Port Adelaide Hawthorne written all over it. Yeah. Like, those two wins where we sort of won, but it was close and a bit of a grind and... I was okay at three-quarter time. I wasn't happy at <clears> half-time. <throat> but we, we, we just should... The game should have been... F- 
Sorry, I know this is a Carlton yeah. podcast. I have to bring this up, though. How dumb was Cornelio belting yeah. the ball oh, out of... Crit- like, stupid. if I'm a GWS fan, I am ropeable. 15 points the difference early in the last quarter, and he's gone away and given a goal. Given He's gone and given a goal away. Stupid. And that 50... That was just I reckon that insane was levels of 50. dumb. To Crips? Yeah. I don't even know, but the I 50 just, was huge. It was from know. the back of the centre square to 40 out from goal. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely, but dumb. No, it wasn't back end of the centre square, or was it? It would have been close. Fair. I, I thought it was a massive 50. Fair. I just but thought it dumb. was so... He got what he deserved. So dumb oh, from Cornelio. Well, Jaden Short did the same thing two weeks ago and yeah, lost in the game. Just dumb. But, yeah, really dumb. But I just think... Yeah, that game should have been blown out quicker. You know, when we're 16 points up in the second quarter and we'll stream it, Cottrell yeah, it could have been goals, blown up. Crips at the ball, 80 out from goal on the members' side of the ground, and he did that stupid handball to Doherty over the top, which ends up going out of bounds. That was a bit of a turning point as well because we were streaming full. We were on, you know, if we get to 22 points up at half time, it's a bit of a see you uh, later. Legs up, get me a beer. But it wasn't to be. Yeah, yeah. I just think Carlton have to be able to separate themselves quicker. I agree. I don't think we're quite at the point yet where we can just put away the shit teams. No. And I guess it sounds stupid saying that considering we literally have done that the last two times against no, West Coast and GWS. But, no, I, but I, they I just, weren't convincing. No, today was very... Today wasn't great. Yeah. No, but a win's a win, mate. A win's a, no, no, I'm all about four points <laughs> at the moment. Because this is... this. These last six weeks have actually taken years off my life. We're, we're one win away. We're just going to keep him churning. All right. So it's the votes, time votes. for... Yes, the votes. votes. Sorry, we didn't get to them. BNF votes. I'll go first quickly. I had Saad three. Same. I had... Um, oh, I wrote them down. Sorry, Crips two. Yep, I went Kennedy two. Who'd you have one? Mine's very interesting. I went Herschel. Herschel one? Yeah. Mine's very interesting. I went Kennedy. Oh, I had him for two. It's not that interesting. Wait, you had Kennedy too? Yeah. I thought you said Crips. No, I went Kennedy. Oh, sorry. I had Kennedy Mackay. Sorry, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. No, I had, um, yeah, Sard Crips, Kennedy. Um, yeah. How good's Kennedy been? Wow. Yeah. Well, let's quickly get to VFL. And then we will get to Twitter questions and then LFC time. Uh, VFL, a fantastic win for the boys. Uh, they got, I mean, look, there was a month there where we were sort of playing with five, six, seven AFL-listed players. I think this week we played with quite a few more than that. Uh, the Carlton Reserves, 13-17-95, defeating GWS's Reserves, 9-4-58. And if you thought GWS's AFL team was bad this week, boy... Their VFL team would have absolutely stunk. Dow, uh, Pittenet, Marchbank, Stocker, Kemp, Durden, and Murkov and Aquay were our AFL-listed players who played. Dow with 22 and two goals. Pittenet was best on, they said. He had 11 disposals, 33 hitouts. Marchbank with 18 disposals. He had five marks. Stocker had 19 disposals, three tackles. Kemp had 17 disposals. Good to see him get his hands on a bit more of the ball. Durden had 16 disposals. Uh, Murkov with 23 hit out, six disposals. And Aquay in his new forward role, kicked a goal again, which is lovely we to won, see. And I'm sure Pony would have been happy. 56 to 4. 
Yes, I did see that. 56 to 4. Um, and it's, yeah. Well, I guess Flynn didn't play for the Giants. But, so I'm just looking at GWS's list here, who actually played. Um, Lee Kalir, he's AFL listed. Yeah, yeah he was obviously, like a pick obvi- 11. Yeah, obviously Brand is AFL listed. Um, I'll be honest with you. I can't see any other players here that I recognize their name. Oh, Hamilton, that dude, he's AFL listed. Cooper. Um, no, he's not AFL listed. I reckon that's it. I reckon, I reckon they may have had three or four AFL listed players. Oh boy. Bolt's looking at the list now. Fleeson's AFL listed. See, how do you know that? Who the hell's Fleeson? Oh, it was an emergency. Dirksen's AFL listed. Dirksen? What's a Dirksen? Uh, mid-season pick. That it? I think so. I don't know. But so look, they're also pretty depleted. Oh, they were shocked. Shocking. But look, their, their, their team selection on Thursday night is in. Just give Hogan and Tom Green the week off. Thank you. Um, <laughs> like, what is that? Thank you. What how the else? hell is that? Whit, 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 they said on Tuesday in the injury report, Whitfield was a test to play, but should be right. Thank you. <laughs> and Josh Kelly, thank um, you. It was very, very nice to see that team sheet um, come out. It was. So VFL boys get up by 37 points. And as we take a look at the ladder, we are back inside the top four, which is absolutely lovely to see. But it is barring the fact that Sydney have a game in hand behind us. So probably not in the top four, but they're going to play finals, Bolt. Beautiful. They're going to play finals footy, which is... Oh, actually, I've gone very early there. They're fourth on the ladder, but they're a game clear of 10th. Look at that. Look how tight this ladder is. You got Casey out on 60 points. Second is Southport on 48. And then you got Carlton and Brisbane on 40 each. And then you got five teams on 36. What a season. You could see Carlton go from fourth to 10th in a week. Got the superior percentage. Which is nice. VFL, it's certainly nice. VFL LFC is looking good. And they play Williamstown next week, who are in... 20th position so you'd think they win that the week after they have a, uh, a bye rocking and rolling and then they've got Casey which they'll yeah inevitably lose and they finish the season with Collingwood Bolt let's yep. get on to Twitter questions followed by a Ladder FC update Ladder FC Bolt you've uh, created a monster haven't you oh I have but we'll get to that stay tuned alright Twitter questions. First one coming in hot from the great man, Damon Mule. He says, We love it when Cripps wins those one-on-one battles and call him a bull, but crucify him when he gets caught. It's a part of his game, and I'd rather we have the confidence or to keep taking it on rather than doubt himself. Scrappy win. We'll take it. I like it. Yeah, no, he does. Over- <clears throat> they, you know, they all have become a little bit suspect to just overdoing it a lot of the time with the ball. Just, you know, take the first option. Let's get the ball moving. Michael Cerevolo says there was a lot of talk about selection this week, but I think it's fair to say that the coaches know what they're looking for. Our depth is looking good. Who are our bottom six from here on out, assuming everyone is healthy? The depth is looking good. And look, and, I, and team selection ended up being brilliant. Let's yeah, be honest. No, they, they definitely nailed the Plowman selection. And I think they nailed the Setterfield selection over Dow. Dow. Yeah, but I, I thought that and was... And Honey was okay. Well, I, I thought the Setterfield selection on Dow was just... It was the fair thing to do. Yeah, we had Dow 40 had, last well, week. Well, because had the more recent opportunity yes. as well. That's why I was happy to play Setterfield. Um, who do I think of the bottom six going forward? Well, they're all like contributors though. It's like your bottom... It's tough when they're at full fitness, but... You know what I like about this? 
I think it's fair to say that our bottom six are now good role players. But, but, but that's and that's why, like how when Richmond used to yeah, win their yeah, flags. Because they are important because everyone's got a niche role in the team. It's almost like gone in the days when you can just play an unlimited amount of midfielders and expect them to kind of plug holes around the ground when they're not on the ball. Yeah, and that's a good point you make. And I think you're right because, you know, it's evident. We sort of see instead of, you know, having Dow and Setterfield playing the role that like a Motlop or a Honey are playing, you've got Motlop and Honey playing those roles. And I think back in the day, those mids would have possibly just slotted forward. I think it's just more like the sentiment of don't take this the wrong way. But you'd have Cottrell as a bottom six player, but you wouldn't want him out of the team. Yeah, that's fair. And I think... So I think it's fair to say that one of Martin or Honey, whoever's playing, one the one who yep. is is a bottom six. Yep. I think the one who's playing out of... The, sorry, the... So obviously, Owies is not a bottom six, but I think then, whether it's Durden or Motlop, the third small, whoever yep. it is, they're probably bottom six. Yeah. Like, and I think... Clowman's probably bottom six. And I was going to say, like, similar to Cottrell, Newman's probably bottom six, but you wouldn't want to see yeah, him out the, of the team. That's the beauty of the depth we've created <laughs> by having niche positions and roles. Correct. Because everyone is a cog in the machine. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think that our bottom six is, uh, is looking quite good. It really is looking quite good. Um, all right, back to Twitter questions as my computer loads. All right, we're back. Paul Barbaza, the great man, Baz. We've got to get him back on the show, Baz. He says, Pitonet, Marchbank, how does it look with possibly these two in the side and who misses out? Well, I think Marchbank... We'll get to team changes, yeah, we will. But Marchbank's a tricky one. I don't think Marchbank is... I think Marchbank's just going to have to wait a bit as well. Whether it's, you know, I've always thought he's kind of fighting directly with McGovern, <clears> but whether yeah. they wanted to go with Weedering, Marchbank and McGovern and Young misses out is probably a bit more left of field. I, I, I don't really, I think for some weeks that might work, but I think you've got to have that second big fella down there. I, I do. I, I do believe that Young has to play. I, I think if it's Young or Marchbank and McGovern's already in the team, you do probably have to play Young. So I, I, is Marchbank in the team? Probably not. Can we just say, it's pretty funny how like six weeks ago, we were literally playing Kemp and next man up was a Quay. And, oh, now, yeah. it's, and now it's like, well, Sam Durden's not even in the question. Yeah. Is Marchbank going to get into the team? Yeah, well. It's just amazing to see that everyone is back fit and healthy. Oh, well, we needed it. But yeah, so I think Marchbank's probably not going to... Who's the other one? Pittenet. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. So that's going to be interesting. Mm. I think. I think we're a better team with one ruck. No, I don't. Well, you know what? We we have to see it at least once before the end. We have to see it. I'd like to to see see it it against Adelaide rather than Brisbane. You don't want to see our first game with the two ruckmen against a really good team. But next week's more important than Brisbane. The Adelaide games. (sighs) This is our grand final. This is the most important game of the season. If we win, we're in finals. Are you yes. happy to say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Finito. This is grand final week. For LFC. Yeah, this is it. This is... Okay. The fat lady's singing if they win in Adelaide this week. Jimmy Faz says, The most pleasing thing for me was that the depth players took their opportunities. Plowman, Cottrell, Setterfield and Honey all took their chances. Do you think it's a case of slowly bringing back one player at a time regarding Pitonet, Marchbank and Oes, with the idea of finally being full strength in round 23. Well, it could be because you don't want to bring them all back at once, no. naturally. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, I just think the squeeze on Pitternet is very much you've got you've got to find the right mix. I think it's you lose one of the smalls for Pitternet, and you play DeConning ahead of the ball, and you can really stretch this Adelaide backline. But hang next on, week. so you say you lose one of the smalls? What if Owies is fit? Because Owies and Durden are both locks, no matter what if they're yeah, fit. Yeah, no, so you lose Motlop and Honey. But Martin, I don't think Martin's close. I think he's. You could send him to Bali tomorrow. You reckon he's done for the year? Yeah. They say he's one week off on the injury. I know list. they like. Yeah, but it's been a week for six weeks. I know they like Martin. <coughs> Paul Barbaz of the great man is back. He says Hewitt, Martin, Williams, when all fit, if they are, provide some selection headaches for the coaches coming up. They're good ones though, uh, and obviously Hewitt is a certainty. So yeah, yes, well, um, Hewitt is a certainty. Is Williams a... I think, I think Williams is a... Yeah, Williams is a certain... They'll, they'll definitely play Williams. Definitely. But I want him in the back Williams, pocket. Williams, we spoke about it like two months ago when he was a couple weeks off being out. We took Williams for granted when he was in the team. I don't think... No, I, I don't think we really understood his role that much when he was in the team. I think I, we got the... He was the number one small defender. Yeah, but he was playing good footy. When he lockdowns, he's playing well. I don't like him when he goes on walks. <laughs> but um, no, they'll play Williams. It's going to be tight. It's going to be somewhat. So there's a lot of stiff. questions asking who goes out for Pitternet and who goes out for this. The these VFL players. team might be able to pinch a flag. <laughs> well, they could. Yeah, you never know. I don't think so, though, with how Casey are going. Mate, they've lost like one no, game no, all year. But- this Carlton, I don't even, v- hang this on, have they lost v- yet? This Carlton VFL team's going to be overflowing. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know if the Melbourne Reserves have lost a game. Yeah, they've won 15 from 15. Oh. <laughs> if they don't win the flag, then <laughs> that's an absolute joke. But let's keep going with the Twitter questions. Apologies if we don't get to yours. We won't repeat questions, but we are acknowledging everyone's questions. SC Gav says, Great win. We stuck to our structure and ground them down but we're getting to the pointy end and I think we need some more from our small forwards Honey was okay but I don't think he took all of his chances I think Owies is a lock when he's fit I love Motlop but he might need a spell thoughts yeah I, I agree with all three points <clears throat> yep I do agree um, Snaps10 says with our forward pressure already not great how does Kerno H. Soss and TDK all fit in when the big pit returns well, this is the question it's gonna it's almost like I, I'm finding it hard to comment on without seeing. I like you've almost. This is what I'm saying. You've got to see it before we can almost <clears throat> judge it because we do have to. We have to see it. I think we're a better. T- I think we play better footy with Pitternet in the team. There's no doubt about Definitely. it. Definitely, um, Bolt. That is all for Twitter questions tonight. We've gone through. I think most of the questions, a lot of repeat questions, so apologies if we didn't get to yours this week, but we will definitely make sure to cover them all as we go on. Bolt, Friday Night Footy unleashed the monster of LFC. Yes. Twitter went into a bit of a frenzy. No one knew what was going on. Was the draw good for LFC? Was it not good for LFC? We just weren't sure. But LFC this week gets bigger and better because... Well, I'm going to let you bring this segment in. It's on a knife's edge. This is grand final week for LFC. A win in the city of churches is huge. This is the, the you know, 12 and our percentage could be enough, but I want to make certain of it. 13 will do it. 
13 is the magic number this year, and a win in Adelaide. This is the biggest LFC round for us this week. It definitely is. It definitely is. Well, we're going to go through the matchups, and you'll tell us uh, what needs to happen in favour of LFC. So Friday night footy at Optus Stadium, the Dockers and the Dees. Who needs to win? Look, we do want Melbourne to win, but there's two ways we can look at this. Because I'm nervous that if Fremantle lose this, then they're going to be playing probably in the bottom half of the eight. And that could mean a potential elimination final in Perth, which we do want to avoid at all costs. Literally, at all costs. <laughs> so, um, but, and, but look, it could also... But, you know, we, go, we jump them on the ladder if they lose and we win. So look, we are Melbourne fans, but we've just got to be a bit careful of where Freo finish in accordance to us. Okay, that makes sense. So we want Melbourne to win. We do. But I'm, I'm being picky here. We want the Ds to win. Okay, okay. Pies... And Port on Saturday, I'm assuming we're massive we power fans. Oh, yeah. The Prison Bar FC this week. <laughs> prison Bar FC. Sydney and GWS. Definitely the Giants as well. Uh, I'm assuming we're big Hawks fans against the Saints. Huge. This is our second biggest team of the week. Huge, huge Hawthorne fans. Now, you know I rate Sam Mitchell as a coach very highly, and you know that I don't rate Brett Radden very highly, so I actually like this for the Hawks. Yeah, no, there's always a chance of, as in you know, there's always a chance of an upset, because, you know, Hawthorne at Marvel, you know, Hawthorne have pinched a few results this year. They're they're not a bad side. Sam Mitchell's a great coach. I think this is... This is danger game for St Kilda. It's definitely not a walkover. Which so we love. We're big Hawthorne fans for LFC. We definitely are. Now, this is another big one. The Cats and the Dogs. What do we want happening here? Oh, huge. We're huge on Geelong. If Geelong win and we win and we're playing at the same time as each other on Saturday night, I'll call it. See you in September. I'll call it. So if Carlton and Geelong win, you reckon it's home and hose. We're playing finals footy. I'm comfortable. If you're comfortable, I'm comfortable because you are very much uncomfortable. So, <laughs> well, it'll be two on. You know, the gap between us and ninth would then be. You know, let's say St Kilda win, the Dogs lose. It'd be a three-game gap with three to go. So we're basically home. Yep. All right. Obviously, we need a win. Gold Coast and West Coast, pretty much irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah, not for us. Richmond and Brisbane. Huge Brisbane. Huge Brisbane? Yeah, we just need Richmond to lose one of the next two against Brisbane and Port in Port. Okay, so we're big, we're big Lions fans. Yeah, big Lions. No, Richmond, St Kilda and the Bulldogs are the teams relevant to, the, to LFC right now. Okay, and then the final match of the round, the Bombers and North, that is two of the bottom teams on the ladder, so I don't think we care about that one. Did you hear that, Gary O'Donnell? Two of the bottom teams. <laughs> um, Bolt, very quickly... Team changes. Well, we discussed this, and I liked your idea on it. Uh, yeah, you go on. It is meant to rain in Adelaide, but let's say it's we don't. Let's say we don't know that. I think on the surface, I think you know the pecking order. I think you know for the week because like, you can only really determine a pecking order based on what we've just seen. So I think it will be Pitternet coming straight in for O'Brien, and everyone pushes up. Yeah, I agree. I think. Yeah, I mean. I can't see Owie's playing. I mean, if he's fit, he'll come in for Motlop. Yeah, so I think, no. I think we can say, if Owie's gets up, he's in for Motlop. That's no a straight doubt. swap. No doubt. I think Honey stays in regardless of Martin being fit or not. He'll probably have to go through the twos. 
I think it's going to be as simple as pit in for O'Brien. And, you know, it's stiff on O'Brien, but at the same time, Setter's played better than him on the weekend. No, I agree. <laughs> as in, yeah, Setterfield put his best foot forward. And as much as I really like O'Brien, you've got to pick the team on form. I agree. Bolt, our recorder died on us. That's why the audio may have changed for you guys listening in, but we're going to call it right there. Uh, thank you, Bolt. Thank you. We'll see you in Adelaide. We'll see you in Adelaide. If you're in Adelaide on the weekend, Blue Baggers, shout us a message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever social platform you are on. And uh, yeah, hopefully we will see you in Adelaide. We'll see you then. Go Blues. Against the famous old dark moon.